0: What is up, listeners? Welcome back. This is episode two, four minute flashback. Go. What's Richard. up, Ty?
1: Okay, oh, two minute flashback. Two minute flashback. Four We're minute. Putting it down. Now. Four minute. Four minute. Four minute flashback. Okay, so last weekend I had a bachelorette party in uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. We just like had a super fun time hanging out on the lake, and then Oliver's parents came, and we just had a fun time in Spokane. Pretty relaxed weekend honestly and then tomorrow i leave to go to napa for another bachelorette party so when are all these weddings i I know uh well one is next week and the others in september so
0: okay so this is when you finally get to put down the camera and go enjoy a bunch of parties
1: actually actually yeah i'm shooting one i'm shooting one of the two um so are these are these
0: like high school friends or college Um, friends one is a
1: high one is a high school friend and one is a friend from salt lake city
0: oh beautiful um okay so Chantel was on last week which was wild we had over 200 people tune in for that tea which was yeah, nice. that's awesome um
1: everyone would love to hear about everyone's
0: <laughs> everyone's drama
1: personal uh, life yeah that's a good yeah good but no
0: but our four minute flashback before Chantel came on you had an announcement that you didn't want to talk about yet
1: yes. but now
0: that it's happened what's going on
1: I have quit my job and so I'm 100% self-employed I'm doing both photography and I'm also doing some marketing from for some small businesses. Get and the so, out
0: of here. Are you serious?
1: I know. I'm so excited, and I knew you would be the one I'd want to tell first. So, I'm yay. so proud I'm of you.
0: That's awesome. Thank you. Um, and you wrapped up your MBA. Completely done.
1: Yeah, completely done now. 100% done. Wow!
0: Look at you go. So, I, I feel it. like
1: a new woman. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Feel like a new woman. That's a good feeling. Um, I actually wouldn't know. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Anyways, (laughs) I, this last weekend, I finished my fifth and final weekend travel trips this summer. I'm stoked. Um, It's kind of exhausting, kind of burned out, but really fun. I was in Minnesota slash Wisconsin visiting my brother and my sister-in-law. My mom and dad were there. My Aunt Megan, who was on the pod a couple couple weeks ago, she tagged along. We always have fun together. Uh, So that was a nice... You know three days with the fam we did some little uh dinner boat cruise on the mississippi river and
1: oh fun kind of
0: toured around and had a good time so that was my weekend but who do we have coming up on the pod in like two minutes
1: okay we have Fillmore music coming on the pod tonight which is so freaking cool he's on tour with pitbull mr 305
0: believe- mr miami
1: yeah. And he actually is performing tonight and then jumping on the pod right after. So this is pretty sweet.
0: Yeah. He, where he's going to talk about kind of his origin story, how he burned his ships. I think he actually did go to college, University of Missouri, and then he chased the country music dream to Nashville. Uh, it's going to be some good content, guys. Tune in. <laughs>
2: Whoever speaks first loses. Sell me this pen.
3: Coffee's for closers only. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up,
0: down, sideways, or in
1: circles. Show up and do the work.
0: A, B, C. A always B, B C closing. Always be
1: closing.
2: Welcome to the cheap seats. You're listening to the Cheap Seats podcast.
0: What is up, listeners? Welcome back to the Cheap Seats. You're listening to season two, episode two, and we have two awesome guests today, Bridget, don't we?
1: Yes. Okay. So we have Gus back, who was from season one, as you remember. And we also have Tyler Fillmore, who's with Fillmore Music. He's on tour right now. And so we're super lucky to have him jump on the Cheap Seats podcast. What's up, Tyler?
3: How are you? Uh, you just gave away my first name, so I guess everyone knows. That what, are Tyler to, I'm what are you talking to? What are you talking to me? Just, my name's
0: Tyler. We share a great name, dude. Yeah, see,
3: that's it. I'm just Fillmore, you know. That's, <laughs> don't tell the world, you know. I'm just, I'm just
0: joking. <laughs> Want to keep him mysterious, um, dude? We are so glad to have you on. I'm going to set the scene for the listeners because we had him on last Wednesday, or at least we tried to. He's on tour with Pitbull, Mr. 305, Mr. Miami. And Gus, who works with him, who came on in season one, episode three. I don't know if you guys remember. If you haven't, go listen to it. He's with Victory Entertainment out of Nashville. He set this meeting up with Fillmore, and Fillmore was gracious enough to try to do a podcast with us before he went on stage with Pitbull. Was Iggy Azalea there too? I can't remember. There's some big names. And Yeah, yeah, he was in his party bus, and you could literally hear thousands of people like walking in. And anytime you try to uh, share a cell tower with like fifty thousand people, it doesn't work. So we got him back on Monday. We're stoked to have you here, dude.
3: Yeah, very pumped to be here. Thank you guys for having me back. Absolutely dealing with the lack of uh, connection, but uh, this is definitely working better here. Hey, we got you loud and day. we got
0: you loud and clear now. That's all that matters. Hey, introduce yourself. Who are you? Tell us about your background.
3: Uh, so I'm a country artist out of Nashville now. I've been there about eleven years. I'm originally from Wildwood, Missouri. Um, that's where I was born and raised. I graduated from University of Missouri, Mizzou, out of Columbia and moved straight to Nashville and kept pursuing uh, what we call this dream. And uh, out here just trying to continue to build success. And uh, you know, it's a never ending cycle of trying to climb the ladder. But um, yeah, uh, music is my life. Uh, Writing songs as a songwriter is also my life as well. But uh, this has been a crazy tour that I'm on now. I've been on so many tours before. Um, this one's definitely a new step in a different direction. Um, it's my first pop tour I've ever been on, so being the one country out artist out here on a pop tour is definitely different and uh, exciting. And I'm um, taking it all in, um, trying to like capitalize the best I can. So,
0: can we? I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. You're a country music singer out of Nashville, country through and through. Now you're on tour with Pitbull. Can you tell us how that came to be? I'm so interested. Give uh, give the listeners a little inside scoop on that.
2: So
3: I, uh, I ended up playing a, a show in Wildwood, New Jersey, which is very funny because I'm from Wildwood, Missouri, but I played this show in Wildwood, New Jersey. And just to think that Wildwood continues to change my life in so many ways, not only inspire songs, but in this case, I'm playing a show for 35,000 people on a beach at Barefoot Country Music Fest. It was a first time festival. Uh, one of Pipples' managers was there to check out the festival because they're thinking about doing a festival like it in Miami. Um, he shot a video of me on the catwalk performing uh, on the main stage for this huge crowd of people. Uh, my my show is very high intensity. Um, I kind of just black out and lose my mind on stage <laughs> at all times. So, but wait, um,
0: like actually black out? Like or
3: no, no, no. Okay. Not most. No, not all. The time. Oh
0: wow! Um, <laughs> not most shows. Okay.
3: Howdy, beer for the best. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll have to try some of that. I see you posting about that on Instagram all the time. Howdy beer. Check it out.
3: Uh, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. Um, so basically, I uh, sent a video to uh, Pitbull. Pitbull then contacted me the next day. Um, and then within four days, I had sent a bunch of music over to Pitbull. He heard this song that I have called USA. And he was very interested in being a part of it. He sent, sent me a text. And he was like, hey, I want to be a part of uh, your song, USA. Appreciate the opportunity, et cetera. And um, a year later, we launched it, and he brought me out on the uh, Macy's Fourth of July special in front of the Empire State Building, performing wow. our song for America on um, one of the biggest platforms. And then, right then and there, like within a week or two, like he wanted to bring me on tour, and it just kept spiraling from there. So
2: that it's is been,
3: so it's that been a crazy, kind cool. Of process. Yeah.
1: Is that when you were like, "Yeah, I'm making it now."
3: Uh, I feel like I've had those moments in the past, but I still don't even feel like that moment's like officially fully there. Um, I think it's all stepping stones to, uh, a bigger moment, but honestly, I don't know if I'll ever think that moment's happening because when you're in it, you don't really, I, I don't know. I just keep moving on the next thing. I have a problem with actually slowing down the moment and trying to enjoy where I'm at. Yeah. Um, It did happen at Red Rocks like a couple days ago when we played Red Rocks, I did kind of break down and enjoy that feeling. Um, But there's, and Gus can attest to this. There's so much go, go, go in our life that like, once we kind of tick the box on one thing, it's all right, well, I did it. And five minutes later, you're trying to draw a new box that you're going to go tick. So it's kind of, it's kind of a double-edged sword in that, in that way. But um, yeah, I mean, This is one of the biggest moments of my life. Yes, I will acknowledge that. Uh, But I also think there's also been other moments that I thought were just as big, but right now I think this is pretty big. Yeah.
1: So that moment was just like last week when you were playing at Red Rocks and what, like, it was just like this giant crowd, this amazing like venue. And you just like had this moment of like, wow, I'm really doing it right now.
3: Yeah. It's just such an iconic venue. Um, I've played other kind of iconic venues, but not some of the, them that have been on this tour, like I've done stuff with Brett Young and and Sam Hunt and Dan and Shay and, you know, all these other bands in country that I've been a part of big shows and, um, cool, crazy moments, but there's something special about Red Rocks. There'll be something special about Hollywood Bowl as well. Um, when, like, when I get to LA in in a month, um, but it was just, I don't know, the iconic stage and there were so many other kind of pieces that tie together with that place for me. So um, and then when they're all chanting my song back to me and I'm looking up, this like, it yeah. was just crazy. So.
1: Yeah.
0: But Gus, what's it like for you watching him backstage being like one of his right-hand men in this whole process? What's that like for you and the team, watching him go out there and crush it?
2: Man, like how Tyler just said it there, where things happen so fast that you, you try to find the moments to take things in, and that was one of those things that going out there, we kind of talked about it prior, of like, promising to find a moment and it didn't have to be like standing next to each other or anything where you get to like fully appreciate what's, what's going on. I think for me, it was when, like he was just saying, like hearing that many people chant USA, it was, you know, you're, you're kind of thinking like,
0: who's got a Kleenex.
2: Yeah. Like this is real, you know? And, and and those are moments that you, like Tyson, you don't really, you can't describe them. You can't put them into words. I think it's just kind of because everyone's journey in, in entertainment as a whole is, is so different. Everybody gets their spot. So everyone kind of has a unique story.
1: Okay. So Tyler, take us back to like the birth of an idea of like when you started like being like, I think I'm going to be a country music singer. Like when, when did that, was it when you were like really young or was this like something that you just started doing somewhere along the line?
3: Um, I was like, once I started singing and performing music, I was always going to be a country artist. That's just how I was raised. It's kind of music I grew up with, but we also grew up with the internet and so many other things. And, you know, music is just a melting pot. Um, in the way I think we were all raised so many different access to everything with the internet, et cetera. So for me, uh, country was always there, but I thought I was going to be, you know, the dream was to be a professional athlete and whatever it could be. Um, I was definitely a jock in high school. I definitely, that ran its course in college. I, you know, when I was going to college, instead of following the passion of baseball or something like that, um, I decided to uh, take a music scholarship. and. um,
0: You figured you could attract more girls singing than you could playing baseball?
3: (laughs) Uh, I mean, Mr. Worldwide can, but I I don't know. Mr.
1: Worldwide. you switched gears while you were in college and decided to like really pursue country music at that point um
3: no I I was pursuing country music in high school um like on the side like not not pursuing it but I was like writing and performing it like Rascal Flatts Keith Urban style stuff um I did talent shows things like that but then college was what gave me music scholarship That. While I was also performing operas for my degree, I, was, uh, I had a band also called Fillmore that was like trio style. And then I would travel on the weekends across oh, nice. the country, kind of like building that up. Okay. And then right when I graduated college, I went straight to Nashville and then started writing okay. for people and then started it just kept progressing um, from there. So, yeah, yeah, it's always kind of been the path. Um, I've always dabbled in pop music and other genres as well, and uh, written for people in that space. So this experience is very eye-opening um, to move into what is one of the biggest genres in the world. It is the biggest genre, pop music. So having this access and being a part of this is definitely um, an opportunity I'm not going to waste for sure.
0: That's awesome. Um, the third section of our podcast that we do with every guest, we talk about this theme of burning the ships basically going all in on yourself. It's sink or swim. We'll talk about you moving to Nashville. You can't, was it, was it an immediate decision saying, as soon as I graduate and I walk across the stage, I'm packing up my bags and I'm going to Tennessee, or was there any hesitation or any doubt in your mind that you needed to stick around and build your brand? Or was it like, I'm going to Nashville and we're doing this?
3: I I mean, Gus can attest to this. I'm, I'm a very much like Head first dive in, not worried about the outcome. I definitely trust like my confidence. I am probably overly confident. So I was trying to go to Nashville out of high school. Um, That's awesome. But I followed a girl to college and took a, took a scholarship and wrote songs about it. And I still write songs about stuff like that. So it all worked out how it was supposed to. And then I just partied for four years and built up Delta <laughs> Chi. We just we took over that campus. Uh, but I had a blast. I mean, it was definitely a huge learning thing. I mean, I could have done it out of high school, I think though. And yeah, moving to Nashville is a no brainer thing for me. Cause I started touring in college and saw the money that would come in from shows. And I saw the offers of like what salaries could be like with sales positions or a marketing job, et cetera. And I was like, it, and not, none of this has ever been monetary for me. It still really isn't. I know. It sounds crazy, but like my, my drive is like, it's like the passion for what I do. And like, it's like almost like a competitive edge to be as big as I possibly can. I don't take gigs for the money. I don't do anything like that. So like when it, like when this was for, uh, in this music journey, that's why to answer your question, it's so easy for me to dive head first into stuff because it's sink or swim. And like, I'm, I'm never going to sink. No one can really pull me down. And I'm like, I'll find ways to keep winning no matter what. So that's kind of where I stand on everything I kind of do. Like, you come at me, I promise you, you're gonna lose. Like,
0: <laughs> oh, man. you sure you didn't play football? You sound like a middle you know, linebacker. I mean, I think
3: we all, I think we kind of all align on this. I mean, the management company is called Victory Entertainment, so you can see how we all kind of get along, right? Like, there's, <laughs> it's winning at all costs.
0: That is awesome.
1: So, what, like, what really does drive you? Is it like, are you like, is it sharing your lyrics? Is it like the fame? Is it? It's, you said it's not money. So, what, what is it specifically?
3: The haters is people saying I can't do something. Is it really? Hundred percent. If you tell me I can't do something, I will go out of my way. I will move mountains to prove to you that I can do something.
0: Is that true, Gus? You probably know yeah, as haters.
2: Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah.
0: I love it. All right. So, so what's the plan here? What What are your goals in the coming years? Let's talk about both you personally as just a man, and uh, you as an artist. And then also as a business, because Fillmore is a brand, it's a business. So how, what are your plans in the next, you know, two, three, four, five years?
3: We'll just say five. That's an awesome question. Um, I still think that's like a revolving door of me trying to figure it out. And like Gus and I are like constantly like trying to build new things that can kind of, and the whole team, Perkins as well, like we're trying to build, I think something that's going to be bigger, it, you know, music is definitely an entry point, but there can be bigger opportunities that come from it as well that I want to capitalize on. Um, and I think at this point in my career, I've opened a door to be able to capitalize not only on songwriting, but even being a part of like um, other companies, no different than doing beer deals and doing these deals that kind of like I can help influence and things like that. So I think the sky's the limit in the next five years. Um, do I want to see continued success in my career? A hundred percent. Do I want to do bigger, like, do I want to do all the biggest tours? Yes. Do I want to get cuts as a writer with Pitbull? Do I want to get cuts as a writer with all these other people? Yes. As a songwriter. So the aspirations are all there and it's just like this huge spider web, like on a map. And I'm just trying to like tick all those boxes and then move to the next level. Um, but if history has proven itself in any way, no matter what I plan for, Everything changes. So we'll definitely see what gets thrown at me in the next couple of months. We'll see what happens a couple of months after that. And the team will just shift and just try to keep climbing as things get thrown at us. I mean, that's I wish I could tell you there was like an exact plan, but life changes so fast. No different than I, you know, I'm on the pitbull tour two weeks before it even goes off. So like it's crazy.
0: And that's why I we like love that's assistant. that's why we love having you on because this is obviously a podcast about business and entrepreneurship. And if there's anything about entrepreneurs, anything about music singers, anybody that's managing them in Nashville, it's the same mindset that you constantly have to adapt and overcome and then just keep moving forward, which is really cool to hear you say.
1: I was like more structured as a business. Do you guys make like, I mean, you talked about a little bit earlier, like the sponsorships versus like admission tickets is it's a collective, both of them together kind of create this brand, correct? And that's like how you make money as a brand personally, right?
3: Yes and no. I mean, I think it depends on the level of your career. I think it also depends on like, if you're like, you know, smaller, you're higher up. Are you with a record label? Do you own portions of your masters? Your master is a finished composition of the song, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if you own that stuff, you can make a lot more off Spotify, but the labels can own that stuff as well. So are you at country radio? Are you at radio in general? Tickets? Um, Yes, you can make money selling tickets. um, But I also think that people that are really seeing return on revenue with like selling tickets are at a higher level. Um, and they're also selling a bunch of merch. Um, so where it's like, Oh, you make all your money touring. Eh, sometimes, but it takes a lot to tour. I mean, yeah. yeah what's, what's your, I was
0: going to say you're on the road, like 24 seven plane tickets, bus, gas, food, lodging. I mean, lodging you sleep on the bus, but you sleep hey, the on the bus and pay you sleep on the bus, yeah, right? I sleep on the bus. Okay. 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 Yeah.
1: So is well, it like tours are kind of like awareness, right? But
3: yeah, like- I mean, I, yeah, but they're also lucrative. I mean, look, everyone's making, it, but it's like it just depends on the level. Yeah, I sleep like right here, like this little bunk right.
0: Here. <laughs> I love it. For
1: people that can't see, he's like showing us a small dark closet. He's <laughs> he his Taj, oh, Mahal.
0: Yeah, I mean, Taj Mahal. yeah, I mean, the
3: Taj Mahal. Yeah, I mean it's awesome but it, it costs a lot of money to run tours so it's like uh, sometimes some tours are for awareness and they you lose money on them some tours make a little bit of money some tours make a lot of money so
1: great. yeah i
3: wouldn't yeah. say that every single one is a no-brainer but you have to pick and choose what you're doing the tour for and what it's worth uh, value wise for making money in the long run um, i think if you think short term in this business you're never going to get anywhere everything is a long-term long-term play no different than most entrepreneurial yeah. ventures.
1: If you could tour, maybe you can't answer this, but if you could tour with anybody, who would you tour with?
3: John Bellion. Why? He's just the coolest, best artist
0: ever. Coolest, best artist ever. Uh,
3: but I mean, other yeah. than that, I mean, this is this is definitely 100%. And I'll just say like, this is the best show and coolest tour I've ever been on in my entire life. And I'm like sitting side stage, just taking notes when he when uh, Pitbull hits the stage. Yeah, like no joke. It yeah. is everything from the talking points to the the show, the lights, the the production, the the team, the people he surrounds himself with. Everything. Yeah, is how business should be run. It, I mean, this is at the the highest peak of. Uh, I mean, this is this is this is it. If I'm going to take anything away from this, this is how I want to run my business. In five years
0: that's awesome you get to be so a, it- you get to be a fly on the wall and like one of his pupils while while simultaneously performing with him which is really cool
3: yeah i even get to learn i get to be with him and learn a lot on the business side too like the stuff that has nothing to do with music because he's such a huge business entrepreneur on his own and owns all these other companies and has a team that builds all that stuff out and i've been lucky enough to be a part of that stuff as well so that's been a huge a a huge eye-opening moment for me as well. And I, I love business. I love it almost as equally as much as music. So it's all very fun. Did you, did you,
0: did you major or minor in business in college or was it just all music?
3: I double majored. I have a, I have a vocal performance major and I have a business marketing degree as well. Oh, beautiful.
0: What were you going to say, Bridget? Go ahead.
1: I want to know like what your biggest success in all your career, if you could identify like one, you kind of talked about these big moments earlier in the podcast, but if you could identify like one big success, like one move or one like moment where you were like, that was the most successful thing that I've done, what would that be?
3: Uh, if you look at it from like, like, uh, probably socials and notoriety and like the biggest look. Um, the biggest thing that like is helping launch my career is probably Fourth of July this year. Macy's, they changed the Empire State Building to be red, white, and blue behind me and Pitbull. That performance and the amount of eyeballs that saw, saw it across America.
0: This has I been, I, yeah. This is. I was going to say this has been a massively successful year for you. You had obviously Fourth of July um, show. I'm pretty sure you were at the Grand Old Opry this year.
3: Right. Yeah, I think like four
0: times this oh, year. Four times For at the couple. Grand Ole Opry. Now you're at Red Rocks. a million
1: monthly listeners on Spotify. I don't yeah, know if you've mentioned yeah, that. Yeah,
0: he's, he's got over a million monthly Spotify listeners. I, stock, I stocked
3: him. That should be double. I'm, I got to work on that. It should be higher. <laughs> We're going to fix that.
0: See, he's never satisfied. He's got that competitive attitude. I love it.
1: What's your most su- successful song thus far?
0: It's called Love That About You.
1: Love that about it you. Even,
0: it wasn't even a radio. It wasn't even a
3: radio single either. Yeah. Love that about you. Definitely check it out. It's, uh,
0: did you, did you, uh, sure. did you write it yourself? Do you have someone write it with you? What, what's, what's the story behind that?
3: Um, I have no songs out that I've written just by myself, but all my songs are co-written by me. So I've written every song
0: that I've ever put okay. out. Yeah. This kind of works into uh, this one question. I said, what brings you the most joy and fulfillment? Is it performing, composing, writing? What would it be?
3: It's a combination. So it's uh, performing a song that I wrote. So I went into a room, wrote an idea, tracked it, recorded it, helped produce it, put the song together. I put the song out, and then I show up at a show. It's sold out, <laughs> whatever venue it is. I sing it. They sing it back. It's from start to finish. It's that moment right there. That's the best moment in the world. And it it happens every year, and it's it's definitely it's awesome. It's uh. Nothing. I get off stage. I think about it. I was like, that doesn't exist without us writing it, recording it, put together. You're like, that's now why I, I do what 2000- I do. Right there. Yeah. It's the full circle moment of uh creation of the song to the fans singing it back.
1: What's like the most difficult part about like being an artist? Like I'm sure there's gotta be moments that are just like really, really tough. Like is touring. I'm sure like being on the road, that can't always be easy either.
3: No, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of headaches. I think it's just like being any type of entrepreneur though. I think it's just like a lot of people don't want to see you win. So a lot of people try to come at you. And I think a lot of people also like, you know, everyone has opinions. So everyone wants to do certain things, certain ways. So trusting your gut, believing in yourself, working as hard as you can, knowing that you're putting every best foot forward as an artist, like myself, that helps me sleep at night. Like I'm doing everything in my possible, like, like my being of every day to outwork everybody I possibly can so that if anyone has anything to say to me, like, if you don't work as hard as me, I don't respect you. And honestly, I just don't know if like you're correct. And a lot of times I think there's so many people that want to have opinions and they want those opinions validated. And they try to put that on you and they're only just trying to feel like they're right, even though they're probably not. And I think trusting your gut and just staying honest in this business is the best you can possibly do but the hardest thing out here is probably being away from family in the past when I was like, not, didn't have like my wife and my dogs and everything. Like it was a little easier. Now I miss them more, Uh but outside of that, it's really just (laughs) the same thing that drives me dealing with the haters. Man, It's exhausting.
0: (laughs) So the fans give you energy and then the haters suck it out of you. And then it's just this vicious cycle over and over again. That's it. Well, thank God for the fans. And then
3: you throw back a couple beers and
0: yeah. Howdy beer. (laughs) Is it Howdy beer? Did I get it right? Shameless plug. Yeah.
3: I'm not, no, I'm not even trying to shameless plug. I'm actually just drinking it right now. I oh, okay.
0: Um, talk about a couple failures and what you learned from those.
3: Man, I have plenty of failures. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, man, that's a tough question. That's, that's, that's a, that's tough. Um, uh, like, what do I actually want to say? Let's be smart about this. Um, <laughs>
1: No, th- don't be smart. <laughs> uh, Say it from your heart, man.
3: With, uh, with the confidence and the competitive edge I have, I think sometimes I'll take it too far and, and I'll go after people uh, without stepping back and playing it like a chess match. I might go a little too quick out the gate. Um, I still believe the situation is incorrect and I still believe I need to fix it. But just with me being vague, if I... I think my biggest failures in the past have been um, handling a situation too quickly without sitting back and mapping out how I should handle it.
0: So, just a like so an emotional reaction, his,
1: like receiving negative feedback.
3: It it's the Hispanic part of me, just the, the quick attack. Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> spicy pepper action.
3: It's the spicy pepper in me, you know. What? Yeah. Uh,
0: before we get to final thoughts, Bridget, you can do that one. Um, I just want to ask. How did Gus get on your radar and what's it been like working with him? Cause we heard Gus's side of the story. I want to hear your side of the story.
3: Huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gus is a hustler. I mean, every on of my teams a hustler like in my core team. Um, and I, I think we're all here for the right reasons. We're all here to kind of, we all have that victory mentality. And I think that is um, what kind of all brings us together I think our job is super hard and we're not at the level we want to be at yet where we're all just like, kind of like good and life's easy. I think it's still like a struggle and a build right now. And I think um, people like us are the reason that I'm able to continue doing what I do. Um, And I think when you meet people out the gate, you kind of can tell, like it's only happened a couple of times in my life where you meet people are like, yeah, that, that person like should be a part of this or, has the drive to do this or has the hustle like there's a couple signs you kind of look for and i think that's just a personal thing you kind of judge um with gus yeah um i was on the chase rice tour i think and uh you wanted to do an interview or something in utah and <laughs> i i don't say no to anything i'm, I'm very much a yes man yeah you're on the cheap seats
0: pod so, uh, right now
3: heck yeah dude <laughs> uh you never know what things are going to lead to. I think people say no to too many things in life and they miss opportunities. And I just don't want to miss opportunities. And like I said, I'm going to work everyone I possibly can. So I don't care who it is. And at that moment, it's Gus. I don't know if madam, I don't know what this interview is about. Frankly, I don't care because I have off time on my calendar. So what's it going to hurt. Right. So meet him, do it. Um, just kind of had a great vibe from out the gate. And then, you know, I go on the Lauren Atlanta tour and we're like, Hey, we need a merch guy. And I brought up to Perkins. Who's on my management team with Gus. I was like, yo, I got a guy. And then uh, there was another guy doing video dusty. And we just kind of coordinated this thing to make it happen. And Gus was like in college, like still having to finish like classes and he somehow did that while also jumping on my tour bus. And like, flying out like he risked everything which was like another thing like i mean i if i had to like kind of relay the situation like i'm risking a lot by coming out i mean i'm out on this pit bull tour but like it's a lot to like pull this off on my end as well I and mean, i had to drop a lot of things to make this happen he did the same thing but he hadn't even graduated college so i was trying to catch a fly um but like he like just risked it all like i don't even know where you were sleeping bro when you came back <laughs> You didn't have, you were like on the bus. Back.
0: He was under the yeah. overpass.
3: You <laughs> didn't have a place to live. You were staying at Perkins house, right?
2: Yeah. I thought the, I thought it was like this pit bull tour where you literally like the bus leaves and it doesn't come back. And I didn't know it came back.
3: <laughs> so he like, just, like, yeah. oh was like sleeping.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I love this. I'm and then really at the, at the end of the and Elena tour, uh, The other guy on the victory team, my manager, Chris Perkins and I, we're in like a front lounge of the bus for everyone. We're like in this front lounge, just like this. And, uh, but we offered him a full-time job. He was running merch. And you can just tell by meeting people, it was just the right decision. We're like, nah, he wants to be, he should be a part of this management team and uh, we offered him a position with Victory Entertainment. I say we, I'm a part of it, but I'm an artist on it, but P- Chris offered him the job, and it was an amazing moment to watch, and then Gus cried a lot, kept crying. <laughs> I love it. Had to keep wiping his tears, and he cried more. I was like, bro, stop crying. It was like three days later, he's still crying. <laughs> I'm just joking, but uh, we were all crying. We're all a bunch of babies when it comes to that stuff, but it was cool, and it's uh, it's been off to the races ever since. And um, personally, I think in the last uh, eight months, I think, I've seen something different out of Gus as well. That I don't know. You got to learn a lot when you come into the position, but now it's like Gus is a force to be reckoned with, and I think he's just getting his chops. And I think people are looking at him like, like, you know, at first when you step into a position, I think it takes a while to get your feet wet and kind of be uh, looked at like you know what you're doing i put gossip against anybody now, so.
0: Well, He's we we cannot yeah. wait to keep watching you guys and see where the journey takes you. It's going to be amazing.
3: Hell oh, yeah. No, I appreciate you guys, too. Thank you for having me on here. Absolutely.
1: To get some final thoughts from you, if you could give the listeners just, like, one piece of advice, there's a golden nugget of something that they could take from you or just, like, some juicy content, what would you tell them?
3: Ooh. Repeat the question while I think of it. Just repeat the question. Okay.
1: Give me. us a golden, like a golden nugget. Like what's a piece of advice that you could give somebody?
3: Uh, I honestly, I just want to go with like my motto. So I would, I mean, that's the easiest way to do it. It's just like, I would just say like, be anything but typical and believe in yourself at all times.
1: That's great. Okay. Ty's going to do, we do this every episode. Ty's going to ask you, would you rather question to wrap it up?
0: All right. You ready? Philmore? Here we go. Would you rather? write the lyrics to a top five country music hit or sing and perform it, but not have anything to do with the writing.
2: Um,
0: and why? Mm, this must've been a good one.
3: Oh man. All right. I'm going to sing and perform it Ugh, as much as I want to be the writer on it. I'm going to sing and perform it. Cause I'm going to make more money.
0: <laughs> hey, that's, that's not a bad thing. And you're a great performer. So that, that works.
3: Yeah. Riders are getting screwed right now. They're not making enough money. So like, yeah, if I sing and perform it, like we look, we're looking good over here at Victory. You know what i
0: <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Fillmore and Go Gus. out for the team. It was fantastic having you dudes on. We can't wait to see where your journey takes you. Fillmore, keep crushing the tour. Gus, keep crushing the back end stuff. Uh, one last thing. Where can people find you? Instagram, Spotify, etc.
3: Everything is at Fillmore Music.
0: F-I-L-M-O-R-E oh,
3: that's, that's, Yeah, F-I-L-M-O-R-E music, at Fillmore Music, that's it
0: That is a wrap from the Cheap Seats Check back in next week, remember, share this with a family or friend that needs to hear it, that could benefit from it, in the meantime, I'm gonna lead you out with a little Pitbull a little Fillmore, a little USA on Spotify, check it out, see you next week guys Freedom free, but freedom is priceless, there's no country like this, now say it